Hello, educators and friends of educators. Welcome to the After School Talk podcast, where we discuss hot button issues in education and search for possible solutions. A podcast for educators by educators. This podcast is sponsored by The Right Effect. That's R-I-T-E Effect. The Right Effect provides an educational approach with a twist. At The Right Effect, educators learn how to use interventions implemented through school-based extracurricular activities to promote school belonging, academic motivation, and positive school culture. Check out The Right Effect at www.therighteffect.com. Again, that's www.therighteffect.com. And follow him on Instagram at The Right, right Effect. I'm your host, Dr. Dukes, and I'm joined by my co-host and fellow educator, Mr. Dukes. Not only are we married, but we also have a combined 15 years of experience in education. We want to say thank you for listening and please subscribe to our podcast, The After School Talk. Why are you doing sign language, sign language like your daughter? First of all, let's talk about the fact that we are sitting here recording with shades on. We got to feel... We gotta get our Hollywood status. Oh, like 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 the like the um, you know. No, I don't. The people that that's in the booth, the studio. Like when you be in the studio. In the in the studio recording song. Yeah. Yeah, we in the studio recording the studio. podcast. Right. Yeah, put your shades on. Mm-hmm. However, this started because he had a pair of shades on the table that were his, and I just wanted to keep them as mine. So he took them and put them on. So I put on my shades. Yeah, he tried to hijack my stuff. Mm. I gotta make sure I get my stuff back. Before, we are one. Before too much time go by, then you all start thinking that it's actually yours, like my fatigue jacket. Anyway, we are one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happens in marriage. Okay. I still got my stuff, and you got yeah, your stuff. some of your stuff. And I agree a hundred percent because I'm my only child, and I don't like to share. So, hey, you ever have a um like just a nope bad? Yes, you have. <laughs> you ever have like a bad day, and things just don't go. The way you want them to. Maybe it's not even a whole day, but just like a period of time in the day where it's like nothing can get right. Yeah. That's how we was yesterday. Yeah, we couldn't get right. We could not get right Man. yesterday. It was, oh. Okay, so by the time you came home, it was, it was okay. Let's, guys, let's go out and do something. But then we were confused on where we wanted to go. It was some, some things going on in the city that we wanted to go to, but it was like, nah. Don't really feel like being in the crowd. So then we finally said, all right, we're going to go to our usual restaurant, get something to eat, and come on back home. It couldn't have been no more than 10 minutes after you saying it, and my kidneys started hurting. Right. Now, we sitting up in the house for 30 minutes, 40 <laughs> minutes, trying to figure out what's wrong with you. Because where this out the blue pain Right, because, you know, I, two seconds, we'll be in the emergency room, because I've had kidney stones since I was 16, so on and off. It will either be a stone or just some pain. They don't know what it is. So now we just sitting here kind of drinking water, seeing what's going on. Finally, we get it together and we decide, okay, we're going to head on out to the restaurant. Right. Get to the restaurant. It's jam-packed in there. Inside, Not outside. one parking space. Not damn parking space outside. We None. got parking on top of uh, uh, dumpsters and... On top of the building, on the side of the building. I'm like, great, they're pressing all of them on the curb. One motorcycle just made a made a parking space just out in the middle of the parking lot. Oh, you just thought like Kanye man. was at the restaurant or something. Like, what's going on? And then you even left, left circled like around the block and came, came back. back. Like, okay, maybe we'll just wait a few minutes and catch somebody coming out. Man, ain't nobody coming out. <laughs> Food too nobody. good. The drink's too good. We can't leave. Man. 
<laughs> so then we say, okay, look, you you want Chinese food, I want pizza, so we're gonna do a separate go go back to the house. Get both get my car, get your car. We're gonna go to different places, then meet back at the house, right? Yeah. Then take it home. I get to my place, pull up to the window, order what I want, and the little girl goes, Oh man, we don't have none of that. Okay. How you not? How you? Like, you, you the pizza place? How you don't have? The <laughs> and I didn't order that crazy. I just wanted a pizza. You don't have that. She was like, mm, "People been ordering that all day." Okay, fine. So. And then I'm going to get my food, and I'm thinking, okay, everything's straight. I picked my food up. It was a great price. Boom, 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 boom. Got everything I want. And then I know I get up to a light behind the <laughs> slow truck, and I see a train, and it's at the beginning. And I'm like, at, at the light, you can't get out of line or nothing like that. So I am stuck from the yep. beginning to the end of this train. And it was a long one. And I'm like, boy, if this truck had just sped up a little bit quicker. And you know what made that worse? I would have made it. You had the food in the car with you? Food in the car. That's the seat. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just smelling it. I'm like, boy. I, 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 and I, I actually oh, I picked the up the bag. Off. I actually picked up the bag to go ahead and start eating. But I was like, I'm a little crazy. This is a minute. Driver's seat just chowing down on some Chinese oh, so food. Because you gotta get the fork out and everything. I was, you gonna eat it with ooh, your I was hungry. I was so. Uh, it was just, and I wasn't even. It wasn't even that I was hungry. I was just smelling it. Oh ooh, goodness! And then you don't want to get home in the food cold. Right. And oh lord. Yeah, we were struggling. Yeah, we were struggling. And I know I was struggling. By the time I got home and ate my food, I was out. Lights out. Going to bed. Mm-hmm. Let me get my shade situated. Wait a minute. I don't think I'm getting old here, Mel. Well, yeah. My I had the shades on now. My eyes burning. Lord, now my allergies acting up. Is it something about after you turn thirty, your whole body just start womp womp? It's just womp. good as you actually claiming the thirty number because you were twenty nine. Yeah, I supposed to say twenty nine. Yeah, because I've been holding on. I I want to hold on twenty nine until forty. Something about thirty just mm-hmm. give me give me the twenties and then jump me to forty. Let's be fantastic forty, thirty forty, thirty four, baby. Let's go. Before <clears throat> going on sixty four. So whatever. All right, so let's do a recap of the last episode where we talked about phase one of the right effect, which is advisor awareness and training. Ha <laughs> ha, I knew it off the top of my head. I didn't have to look. Duh, I created it, so I guess I should, right? <laughs> so phase one, we talked about four different things that should be happening under phase one. One is that you should determine, and of course, these things are happening within the schoolhouse. This is happening within the K-12 building. That you are looking at, and really and truthfully, you can apply it to college too. I'm interrupting myself, but hey, I want to make sure I get all the information out there. You can apply it to college too, but um, one, you want to determine who will be the lead for this program. So um, I like to refer to it as a student affairs program because it gives me um, a foundation of resources that I'm looking for. So I'm looking at it as a student affairs um, foundation. We're going to have a whole episode where we break down what student affairs is, what the student affairs department looks like at a college, but... You want to have somebody who is leading this program. Next, the lead person needs to con- collect data on the current clubs and organizations or extracurricular activities that you offer on your, on your campus. So very detailed. Is the club running? Who is the advisor? How many members do they have? How often do they meet? All those kind of things. Um, after that, you will create a process so that clubs can register on your campus. You want to make sure now we know who we got. Who all do we want to add to it? Who is saying they're not doing it this year? Let's go ahead and get everybody registered and create a resource for students and parents to learn about those clubs. Whether it's a brochure or a packet or you have it online on your school website, you want to make sure once we've collected all the data, 
we determine who is the club, who is not. What are the eligibility requirements? If they have dues, what programs they run within their club, put it all in one resource so that students and parents have access to it. And then lastly, do a final training with all of your faculty and staff on how clubs and pro, uh, clubs and organization procedures will pan out through the school year and giving them a detailed um, training over the right effect so that they can use the right effect to guide them through their extracurricular activities. Because what you want to do is be able to say, hey, we want you to be over this club. Now, let me give you a guideline for how you can do things so that it's not um, overwhelming, so that you are not falling out by the time October comes because you have nothing to do for your club. But you have a you can you can really use the right effect as your calendar for the school year and everything will pan out. Got it. Got it. Okay, so. We're going to go into phase two. So phase two of the right of fit, what we got? Acceptance. And what's that? The opportunity for extracurricular activities have been established for adolescents to begin the development process and create a sense of belonging. Now, do you know what you just read? Kind of. Yeah, because you sound you sound hard, the professor. That, that professor voice came out oh, real I strong. got it. Man. I got <laughs> so what we got? Um. So basically, just going into this. Uh, with a conversation, kind of like a Q&A for you to get down to the nitty-gritty. So, I get sum up what that really means. What the phase two acceptance is in layman's terms. Can you do that? <laughs> I hope I can. You know, um, okay, so in layman's terms, it's really let's, okay, it really is like the common sense part of the next step. You have all these clubs, okay, get the kids in the clubs. Right. Is that it really is that simple. But you have to put that step in there because um there comes a time where we say we have the clubs, but when do we ever give the student the opportunity to join the club? Join the club and really participate. Right. right. So it's been times I've heard my coworkers who have students that were um uh in the same district that we worked in who after seeing me work with student council go do they have student council in my daughter's school? I've never even heard them say anything about it. Well, come to find out, yes, they do. Um, the teacher has been picking who's on student council. They, do not, they don't even have applications, which is a problem. Right. It should not just be a selective process. You should you should be having uh, elections and determining who your class, uh, class uh, advisors are going to be for your different grade levels, all of that. So you really want to make sure that you have a process so the students can learn about the clubs and then therefore determine which they want they want to join. And then the advisor creates the whole initial process, what that acceptance looks like. Gotcha. So why, why would this be the next step in the process? Because, because, I, because I get that you, you, I guess, pick your advisor and stuff like that. And now I'm guessing you developing the actual club or uh, extracurricular activity for the student. Right. Okay. Right. And you want to you want to make sure that you've established a a beginning point because the overall concept of the right effect is that this is a process, this is a journey. We're going through this transition, so we need to have a clear understanding of what was the initial step, right, into the process. You got gotcha. So, what is the best way to start this process? Now, I'm not gonna um, I'm gonna give a suggestion. And it may work for your school, and it may not. But the the, it, I guess it depends on. It's it's definitely going to depend on grade level. It's going to depend on the size of your school. But this is one way to do it. Of course, at the college level, it's always an organization fair. Right. So you have a table set up on the quad or in your student center, and these students will, uh, 
work those tables based upon what club they're in. So if you are in the math, um, I'm a student on the math team and I'm a student in the Spanish club, we would be have our table, we have our brochures out and we would stand there and answer questions for students who are interested and try to encourage them to join our club. So it was like a club day, intro to club day. So everybody can see what all the clubs are on the campus, I guess you say? Yeah, like an intro. Because initially, this would be me. Like if I could take it and implement this at every school i would not let any clubs even have a club meeting until this happens maybe one maybe one maybe one to get together and see what you're going to do but i you really want it to be where before the school year ends you already have this ready for when the school year starts up does that make sense so the first year yeah you kind of got to go wait what are we doing what do we want our table to look like what how do we want it set up and then by the next year it's okay you guys we're closing out the school year Melvin, John, Vic, <laughs> you make sure you guys are ready for when the school year starts back because you will be hosting the table again. Put our backdrop out, put our brochures out. Boom, boom, bam. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah, definitely an opening, opening club day so the whole school can have an opportunity to see all the different clubs and organizations that are offered at the school. What about clubs and stuff that don't exist that a student might want to start? Would that be something that a school can do? Yeah, you can have a table set up that is um, specifically for students who are interested in starting a new club. So that table should be where students are picking up the registration packet and finding out how I start a new club. What do I need to do? How do I get the packet completed? Um, How many students have to sign in order for us to become an official club? Because you don't want uh, registration packets out there all across the world. We have eight. 1800 clubs with one member in each that's just (laughs) so it needs to be right so you may say hey you have to have a a minimum of 10 people that want to join your club and then you can get started so so it'll definitely get the kids involved in speaking to other kids to see if they want to join this particular club that they want to start Right, right, okay. right. Because of the 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 so it brings about that social aspect, getting kids to talk to each other. Uh, hello, get off the cell phone, <laughs> get off the cell phone, walk up to there. the table yeah. and talk. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Which also, if you have, um, and I'm be okay. So let's 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 throw throw this out there. I'm gonna be honest with you. If I go up and I go to your club table and your students do not know how to speak about the club, don't know how to describe it, if they are playing around. Okay, that's a reflection on what they what they've been taught in the club. Right, and uh, yeah, a reflection on the environment. Right, so I'm big on listen. Uh, if you are, uh, if the gospel choir has a table, I need you in whatever our performance outfit is, and you're stated at sitting at that table. You have the brochures read, and we've gone through a script of what you need to d- to discuss. Right. Yeah, so if every club was going through that 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 training moment, we are literally teaching communication skills, professionalism. Yeah, um, career readiness, because because at the same time, I've had students to say, you know, Mr. Melvin came up to the table, but I'm not sure if he wants to join. Just he just didn't seem like he was really interested, but he's trying to find something else. So that's almost a part of interviewing skills, a uh, human resources uh, a capability, where you're going, hmm, he may not want to be in gospel choir, but maybe we can find something else for him because he obviously wants to be a part of something. Right, and that's a part of that development process um, that we mentioned in the kind of the definition of this whole. Uh, phase two of acceptance um development of the the, the students um right. as a i guess you could say a productive citizen like you say knowing how to have those communication skills and being able to talk to people and, and just communicate in general um uh, interviewing skills so that's all part of it as well mm-hmm. and just knowing how to communicate their thoughts and communicate you know what they're involved in 
you know, without all the, okay, well, um, okay, well, this our brochure, I don't really know what but <laughs> I don't know what we, we only yeah, met one time this whole yeah, school yeah, year. <laughs> and, and even if that's the case, then that's a, a problem, you know, for, for the advisor and for that particular club, if they don't know, because they absolutely should, if they are involved in it and if they hold a meetings the way that they should be holding meetings. Right. And, and when I'm doing consultations with school, once with schools, one thing they have to do is be transparent and honest with me because sometimes people will internalize the functions of a school as a personal function. So it's a reflection of you personally and right. you cannot do that. So do not tell me you have 35 clubs on the campus. Do you have 35 active clubs on your campus? Because let me tell you who will tell the truth is the student. (laughs) They will say, I only, I've had students tell me I only joined that club to get a court for graduation. Yeah. Or I only joined that club because I heard they eat good. Oh yes. (laughs) Or I heard they go on a trip to Six Flags at the end of the year. Right. So at the end of the day, that hurts when I'm doing research about things because it'll appear that being a part of the club does not have a benefit or a positive effect on the student. Right. When in actuality, the student really wasn't a part of a club. They were right. just a name on a list. Right. Cause, and I can even remember even back when we was in high school, there were some very popular clubs when we were in high school. But we knew for a fact they only joined them because Amen. they made good, like for real. <laughs> Like, you in a club, and you get to order a whole box of pizza to yourself with a side of chicken wings and breadsticks <laughs> if if you wanted to. And you get to carry was this around. When would y'all do this? Was um, it like on club day? On the club day. You weren't at, at you weren't, we didn't go to the same, same high school? I didn't. I, was, you, I wasn't in that club. You were probably in that club just feeding your face, and you weren't even paying no attention. No, wait a minute. But without, without, uh, <laughs> wait a minute. Half our teachers retired. We can talk about them. Oh, yeah, we should. Wait, but was it so bad? Because that was it. Man, must have been an engineering club. No, that was the Spanish club. <gasps> Spanish club did ate eat. good did eat. all the time. Yes, we ate. That's all, all and that's time. all we did. See, and you said we, so you were right. right there I was right there, like just, just enjoying it. But I, that's all I remember was either cooking something or ordering something. That's it. That's all it. That was the highlight of that club. And I couldn't join because I was taking French. <laughs> the language of love. I thought I was going to sweep all these girls off their feet by learning <laughs> French. All I know, all I learned was, uh, parlez-vous français? And you can't go around the world saying that all day. Because at some point, like, man, you just asked me, do I speak French? Yesterday. <laughs> yes, I speak French. Next. <laughs> but that's all I remember. Parlez vous français? Oh, I can you, make it sound good. Oh, I, I should have yeah, made you a part of our research. You you are an example of a student that yeah, I, I did, that didn't work. thought I was just doing the language of love. I'm going to learn it. No, I, no, that didn't work. But we, I definitely would recognize that club as one where there was really no development going on it was a so it was social and you can and truth be told now you can have social things happen at your club um with our mentoring program we were gonna eat good after school oh yeah Oh, yeah. Well, it was Chinese food, pizza, subs. I'm cooking, bringing stuff. But we always had a lesson. Right, and it was always a learning aspect. Yes, yeah, right before we go into it. So, and really and truthfully, the I knew the day that I brought subs one time, and the boys just kept talking about the lesson. And I was hungry. I was like, okay, I'm trying to get to the food, yeah. too. But they were so into what we were talking about and, and, and looking at things in a different perspective that I didn't want to stop them in that moment. Right. I didn't want to stop them and, in that moment. And that's the kind of impact you want to have with a uh, extracurricular activity, club, organization, or whatever. Anyway, where they just so into it that they forget about other little things. Like, they just so into the, the, the topic of conversation. They so into the event. They so into planning for an event, something like that. Where they just forget about, oh, yeah, we do got these 
pieces over here. We do got these subs or this Chinese rice and chicken wings. Right. Like that. But they just get so caught up in, in what you're actually trying to do for the organization. Because uh, the food is only serving one of two things. It can be a, um initial buy-in right. for the student. Right, right. Hey, I heard, you know, they're having chicken wings after school. Mm-hmm. If you come to this, you know, you can get you a few wings or get you a little snack. And then once you realize, oh, this is... This is pretty dope. I want to stay here. Right. And then you go from there. Or it can serve as a fellowship. It is literally, literally giving us time to fellowship as a family and sit down and just enjoy each other's company and learn more about each other. Because you're trying to build relationships, which is, um, I believe, like the third the, the third phase of the right of fate is relationships. And so that, and when we get into that topic right there, we'll talk about that more of how relationships look like. Yeah. And um, just the last thing, uh, or the. Yeah, next thing, last thing, whatever. Um, just on the definition of acceptance, um, we have it mentioned that um, you want to create a sense of belonging. How do you go about doing that in phase two? So, the belonging part, it will is is we're we're starting, we're starting that through the acceptance point. Okay, that is a part of that um uh, the right effect process because everything should be created to where that student feels they belong there. Right. And by being a part of and feeling like they belong, they're going to be more, um, what's the word, attached to the organization, right. wanting to be the leader or wanting to be a, a, a true member, an active member. They want to uh, get, others to, join get others to join. Yes, it's just you You want them to say, I belong here. Right. Not uh, take ownership of it. Right. Like, like they feel ownership. Club. Like, this is my club. Yeah. I take everything seriously. Just anybody. Right. You got to be a certain caliber right. student to join my club. Right. And I love to see when students are critical of others that are trying to join. Oh, yeah. Because it's, and, and I'm going to tell you why. There's one thing to have a club. I I give, okay. Because I know people will go to the mentoring club and, and kind of relate that to Greek life and, or oh, you can't join my club. Not like that. That's not what we're saying. So right. let me explain it. I know we had a buddy club at the school where students were helping other students with special needs, right? So students would be critical of those who were joining because you can't play around and right. be silly around these students or say the wrong thing and be insensitive. Right. So you you have to really genuinely want to uh, be a student of service right. to this group. And you got to take the time out and be patient. So students would tell us the other students, you're not patient. And you got to understand that, you know, Lillian, when you're talking to her, she may not understand. So you have to speak slowly to her and all those kind of things. So students took pride versus... Oh, this is the club that get to go to the Special Olympics. That's the only reason why I joined. Yeah. So yeah. you just want to take a free field trip, or do you really want to be of service right. to students in need? Right. That's what we're looking at. Gotcha. Um, so what else do we need to know about this phase two of acceptance? Well, before we get into the rest of the phase two, we want to give a quick shout out to Bryant Grant Tutoring. If you have a student in the CSRA in need of some extra help in academics, please contact Bryant Grant Tutoring. With Bryant Grant Tutoring, you'll receive tutoring from a certified teacher with years of experience. You can look them up on Facebook or Instagram at Bryant, B-R-Y-A-N-T, Tutoring Company. Shout out to them because I feel like I need somebody to help me with this first grade work because it's stressful. Absolutely. You probably need it. Yeah. You should What, really? I mean, you... I was about to... Yeah. You the one to the language of love on learn one phrase. <laughs> You went to a fake elementary school. How dare you? All right, that's nothing. <laughs> but you asked me something right before I went into the ad about what else we need to know about phase two, right? Yes. Okay, so here's another part of phase two. Um, 
there are some things you need to think about once you're going through the acceptance process, such as are my students aware of the different clubs we offer, right? Mm-hmm. Do we have it posted online? Do we have a brochure? Are they aware? Um, are the freshmen aware of the different clubs we offer? Because, or where to find them. Right. Because people, here we go. The most critical time for a student is the freshman year, right? Right. Yet, that's the time where I realized most of the kids did not know about the clubs or activities. They just got here. Right. So, of course, by junior year, you've joined something, but we could have lost you by then. Right. So, you want to see, well, what does it look like as a freshman walking in? And hence why I say those things like organization fair is important because they they would at least see that happening and go, why is everybody going to those tables? What are they doing? Have some discussion about how to go up there and, and <clears throat> um, apply for the different clubs. Given a breakdown of different club categories. Now, this is crucial because you need to have your club separated in uh, categories to be able to better uh, instruct students on what to join. So, what what kind of categories would you include? Okay, so you could have one. First is your academic clubs. Okay. So, that's going to be any club that's connected to a, co- a core content, which really is a, a co-curricular club versus extracurricular, but we'll get into that later. But so your math team, a science team, or a robotics club, um, if it was a, a creative writing, anything that's connected to a core content area. National Honor Society, Beta now, Club. But National Honor Society and Beta Club are academics, but that's also based upon your personal academic standing. Yeah, so I can that. be in the math club and, and I'm not a math whiz, right. and because I have a 3.5 GPA, they put me in the math, the math club or put me in the math team. But I generally have a, a, a interest in math, and that's how I join. But Beta Club is going to be your GPA require your GPA is this, so you automatically have an offer, I guess you could right. say, to be okay. in a Beta Club or an offer to be in a National Honor Society or National Arts Honor Society. But it still falls on the academic. But it still falls on the academic. That's an academic based club. Okay. Next, you have a social club. So if you started a, a one school, I had a fashion club at where we put on fashion shows. That's a social club. Right. It's not tied to an academic uh, background per se. Now you can, if you have a fashion marketing course at your school, even though it's not a course su- subject area, it could kind of tag along with what's something that's going on in the classroom. But that's just a little deal. I like to just separate the two worlds: okay. uh, fashion club, gospel choir. If you have an anime club, anything that is outside of the wheel of academics. Then you have your service and leadership clubs, which would be like the buddy club we talked about, which would help with special needs students, or the orientation club, the student ambassadors, the student council. Those would be your service and leadership clubs. Mm-hmm. Now, a part of student affairs in the big scheme of things is athletics, but we t- we still tend to separate athletics to another side. It's more because yeah, it's, yeah. it's a lot going on in athletics. Right. We're going to put them yeah, to the yeah, side, even right. though it is extracurricular activity. But you could also have intramural um, sports going on. Right. So if you have an intramural basketball team or intramural football, intramural soccer, those would be up under that category because some schools will let you sign up for that. Right. And even with your category, you still want to have a breakdown of, I guess, what all what the clubs are, how to join, all that kind of stuff. Right. Okay. Right. Because if we have clubs, okay, I know our great friends over at Upward Bound Trio programs that we love so greatly. Absolutely. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they have students to fill out an informational sheet. And a part of the sheet is they have to join a club at their school. Hallelujah. Love it. I love it. But what happens is students will wait until the end of the school year 
to fill that sheet out. Mm-hmm. Well, what club is now take intaking students? Yeah, yeah, at this moment. So students got to know up front, like, if you want to join intramural football, okay, that starts this month. Like, you have to join this month. Where right. some school, some clubs may always continuously have an open-door policy. Others may not. Yeah, because, I mean, we offered intramural basketball one year, and it wasn't a year-long thing. It was during a certain season. Not even to say it was during basketball season, but um instrument battle it didn't go the whole year like you had a start time and an ending time versus other clubs that yeah they they do start in the beginning of the year and go all the way to the very end of the year mm-hmm. but not all clubs operate like that some do have a start end, and start end. right and especially if you're trying to do the right effect with the club absolutely because if we look at it we're all trying to go through this process together so if i just continuously let students in and out and one minute you had a meeting the next minute you're not like you need an attendance policy in your club right because what you don't want to do is put all this effort into creating this right effect creating this this wonderful experience and you don't even know who's been attending your club meetings absolutely which i've seen a zillion times when kids go i'm the only one that even comes to the meetings and nobody else else is there or they don't come to the activity Right. Maybe three. Right. So you want to establish that early on of what your attendance policy looks like so that students actually would join. Um, what's some other things you might want to establish early on when creating a club or is that not part of this process? You honestly, during the training part of it, you would want your advisors to go ahead and get certain things established. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, such as behavior expectations. I, it never fails. I don't care what club I advise, and I've advised at least 10 to 12 clubs. The same rules apply. Cell phones up. I don't want to see them. Be respectful who whoever is speaking at the time. No talking, and I'm going to talk fast, so you better listen. Just something simple, simple. That was just my thing I said before I started everything, right? And the kids knew that. And they knew that. So, new kids, if somebody had their phone, they're looking at it, somebody else will go, whoa, 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 whoa. put your phone up. <laughs> Because we, once we get past whatever I got to say, we can get into the fun stuff. Because a lot of the stuff we did was a lot of fun. But if that was, if a behavior expectation for me was no cell phones, um, to be respectful of others, whatever that is, I would go ahead and sta- establish that. Because there is a point in the right effect where you have to convey that to your students right. and let them know what it's like. So if you had, uh, what, when your club meets, if you had, um, behavior expectations if you want to and you all you definitely want to do this if you have school-wide expectations that need to be attached to what you're doing if you already had certain things on the calendar i know for you with the math team you always knew y'all were going to i believe the georgia southern competition right georgia southern Furman, like so yeah. yeah so that may already be in the information you give to your students and right. letting them know we do go to math competition right. so you need to be prepared to um study and go through these different uh assignments as we prepare for this competition right so those are the things that you would have ahead of time already mapped out out. and and the thing about this is and i know i know this i know this teachers are swamped it is too much going on with them and i think that one this would alleviate some of the pressure and also give them something to look forward to it was so many times i had teachers who would just come and they would just be around the club when we were doing stuff because it was fun and it was things that you were interested in and it wasn't tied to any evaluations or somebody coming in there with a clipboard and watching over your shoulder to see if you're doing and and kids were genuinely wanting to be in it so you didn't have to fight with them about doing stuff it's it's a it can be really 
a happy moment, a really, a, a really triumphant moment where you feel like you are making some progress with a student outside of the academics and that it will connect with them inside the classroom. participate in back in when you were in school let's say high school because that's what we're talking about grade school mm. let me looking like you got it <laughs> i'm stumped with that question she wasn't expecting that i'm a, okay so okay i'm gonna flip it back on you okay so you you'll see what i mean none of the clubs at the school were a I guess you could say a memorable experience for me. I don't, I, I don't remember really learning anything in the clubs I did. Oh yeah, you was on the hell track. Yeah. Okay. But I still did like the Spanish club and things like that. Right. Now on the flip side, my favorite thing to do was um, being on student council and Spirit Week. But that was that wasn't really a club. Which is how it, it should have been set up. That makes right. sense because it happened. Spirit we happened and it was done. So we would we would do all this to get that going, and then we didn't have anything else after the rest of it once that closed out. And for those that don't know, uh, Spirit Week we went to a magnet school, so we didn't have a homecoming uh, like everybody else school. We didn't no. have sports like that. We didn't have basketball. We didn't have football. We didn't have bas- uh, baseball and all this kind of stuff. Um, so Spirit Week was equivalent to everybody else's homecoming week. So that's what she was referring to when she said Spirit Week. Some of y'all may have gotten this. Some of y'all may have not. I'm helping y'all out. Yeah, because I know some <laughs> Madden school people probably were like, yes! Spirit Week. I remember that. And everybody else is going to say, what? Spirit Week. What? So what you... Did yeah, that, why you just say homecoming? Yeah, because it's not homecoming. Nobody comes home. <laughs> Literally, nobody even comes to to talk about that but that that was the big moment for me with doing those kind of activities which essentially led into me going into student affairs but if i look back on the club times like i remember being in fbla and we went to a competition i don't remember the teacher preparing me for the competition i ended up doing good i got like third place and i ended up which allowed me to go to the second competition but we never practiced or she was helping anybody at school it, it i'm be honest with you she was checking off the list they told me to be over fbla mm-hmm. check did it and and I can say the same thing in, on the uh, on my side. Uh, my favorite club was TSA Technology Student Association. Um, but we didn't. It wasn't a practice on this or learn to do this. And so, it, if we didn't take it upon ourselves to do different things, you know, certain things wouldn't have got done. Um, so we went to the different competitions. Yeah, we were we had an idea of what we wanted to do, but to have the 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 official training and practice on it. We we definitely did. We were just putting stuff just together. Sometimes we can't. We play. Sometimes we didn't. You know, but it was just all fun and games to us back then. Um, but you know, looking back and kind of understanding how uh, clubs and and extracurricular activities should be set up, um, I, I definitely see where it could have been a lot better. You know, for the advisor and and for the students. Right. That you just had a clear plan. And and one thing about it, that's a blessing. Once you develop your plan, that's you can ride that for a school year. It's not like, oh, and I gotta come up with my lesson plan, plan yeah. every time and, and I gotta come up with an assessment every time. Oh, we hey, this is the beauty of student affairs. It's very organic. You just kinda have to have a little guide as you're going. Um but we definitely wanna hear from you guys. Like I think that'd be a good thing to do is to you tell us what clubs you did you like or 
your your experiences yeah i remember being in that club and nothing happened <laughs> or or your experience as an advisor for our uh, oh yeah teacher or a uh, past teacher former teacher um, what were your experiences as as an advisor? Were things just super great? You had everything mapped out, or that first year you struggled, but then you kind of felt the way for it mm-hmm. to go and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, just give us your feedback on that. And we'll put up a form um at thewriteeffect dot com. So that's R I T E effect with an E. Um, we'll put that up on thewriteeffect dot com, and you guys can put that in, and it will read a couple of your responses on the podcast. Great day, you just gonna say bye. You you just about like Shailen. Bye. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. Um, we really appreciate everybody who has sent us messages and done the review. If you can do a review on iTunes, go ahead and hit us with the five stars. You may feel like it's four star, but hit us with the five. Just in the name of love, if Jesus Christ bless your heart, touch your soul. Shout out to the people that uh reposted our podcast and said, "Hey, go follow them. Go listen to them." Yes. Put us on. Right, right. And special, special shout outs. I've had different students. We got some Razorbacks and some Bulldogs. Those are our babies who have been very encouraging. And to have your students listen to what you do and tell you how much they appreciate you is very special to us. So subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to um on to the um webpage at the writeeffect.com. Follow the right effect on Instagram and we'll be back with you guys next week. Adios.